Hey guys, this is Charmaine Walters here, Celebrity Night Nanny, (laughs) mum and sleep coach to sleep deprived but fabulous mums who want to help their babies to sleep better using child focused and gentle methods. So um, I wanted to jump onto this podcast today and share with you um, something that I learned when I was working as a room leader in an early years unit, excuse me. I've worked in early years for 18 years. Yeah, 18 years. And in various different roles, I've been a night nanny, um, as you will know, <laughs> a day nanny. I've worked in day nurseries. I've worked in early year centres. But the role that I think actually taught me the most about babies and toddlers, not just about sleep, but just how they are in general, was when I was the room leader for a 12th place baby unit a couple of years ago. So I was a member of the management team, I was third in charge, but I was also the person in charge of the baby room and I absolutely loved that job. But doing that job taught me so much about babies and toddlers. Now while I was working in that room, I had 12 children in my care, along with three other members of staff, and the youngest baby in the room at the time I believe was about six months the oldest toddler was about 18 months and so as you can imagine I had a collection of older little ones older um, under twos but one thing or three things that I definitely learned in my time working there is that number one routine is vitally important when you're working with toddlers because when you don't have a routine, when they can't predict what's going to happen now, what's happening next, it really throws them for a loop. And I found that that works regardless of personality and temperament type. Um, If you've been following me for a while, you know that when I'm working with families or working with mums to help them to identify reasons why the little ones are struggling with sleep, I always look at daily routine and I always, always look at the unique personality and temperament of that child because I feel like, or I know, should I say, that When you are working with a little one and you understand who they are intrinsically, who they are inside and how they operate, it makes it a lot easier to create solutions that are in line with who they are so that, you know, they comply. So, for example, if you have uh, an angel kid, I use these temperament types from a book that I read many years ago by Tracy Hodd called The Baby Whisperer. It's super thick. But if you want to read more about personality types and little ones, go and get that book or go and borrow it from the library and read up on the chat. I can't even remember what chapter it's in, but go and have a look at it because she describes five personality types. They are angel, textbook, touchy, spirited, grumpy. I'm probably getting them all wrong. But basically what I found is that even though all these little ones have various personality types and they're all individual and unique in their own way, when I did things that were out of sync of their daily routine, it would really throw them. They would have a hard time coping because they just didn't know what was going to happen next and as you can imagine for a toddler there is so much growth and development and so much going on in their little worlds cognitively intellectually physically they're growing on many many different trajectories all at the same time so for them having some element of predictability in their day is what helps them to feel really secure so I'll give you an example in the mornings we would get up 
sorry, get up. In the mornings, the kids would come into the room. A lot of the time, they'd come in and have breakfast with us. And then after breakfast, the older kids would go off into their various classrooms. And we'd have circle time, story. We'd go in the garden. We'd come in. We'd start our daily activities. Then after we'd have our daily activities, we would um, wind down for lunch. We'd do hand washing, nappy changing. Then it'd be lunchtime. Then it'd be quiet time. Then it'd be sleep time. And that was the day, the way that the day went. Now, for us, the routine wasn't necessarily about the time on the clock, although for us, we did have to stick to timings. But for the kids, they don't know about the time on the clock. For them, they knew that after breakfast, we have circle time. And after circle time, we go in the garden. And after we go in the garden, we come in and we do our daily activities. And then after we do our daily activities, it's nappy changing and hand washing time. So they knew what was happening now and they knew what was going to happen next. And I always used to find that on days, I remember this particular period when I was working at, in this early um, early years unit and we didn't have much of a summer. It was really annoying because on the days where we had to expect to get full sunshine, it'd be miserable, it'd be overcast and we'd have rain. And obviously when you've got little ones, especially little toddlers, getting them outside in the garden in the rain is a big no-no. So I would always panic on the days when it would rain because I knew we're not going to be able to take them out in the garden. We're going to have to take them into the sensory room instead. And even though going in the sensory room was a lot of fun, because it wasn't what they were expecting, it would throw some of them. Now, the kids with angel temperament or textbook or the spirited kids, they didn't care. They could cope with the changes. But the other ones who are a bit more sensitive, a bit more grumpy, and when I say grumpy, I don't mean grumpy as in they were grumpy kids. I mean, that was their personality type. Those ones, because it was out of sync of what they were expecting, it would really throw them. And it wouldn't just throw them in that moment. It would throw them for the whole day because they were unsure of what was going to happen next. They were like, you know, well, we normally go in the garden. Why aren't we going in the garden? So if we're going in the sensory room, what happens after the sensory room? Obviously, they're not saying all of this, but but their reaction and their behaviour to it would show me that they would it would really throw them out of the out of sync for the day. And even for the ones who were able to roll with the punches, because they were in this tight-knit group of 12 babies every single day, for the ones that found it really hard to cope, it would be a struggle for the ones who could cope because they'd see that their peers were getting upset and it would throw them. So that was the number one thing that I learned from running a baby unit is that routine is way more important to our little ones than we give them credit for. So think about that if you've got a little one who really struggles at bedtime, if you're having bedtime battles with a toddler, think about your bedtime routine. Again, I'm not focusing on the time on the clock. I'm focusing on the order in which you do things. Do you have bath every day? Do you brush your teeth every day? Do you have massage every day? And if you are doing those things, are you doing them in the right order? Because it might be that because you're doing things in a different order every day, your little one is a little bit thrown and doesn't know what to expect. And because they don't know what to expect, they feel a little bit insecure. On top of that, they're probably tired and it throws them for a loop. The second thing that I learned about um, sleep when I was working in an early years unit is that if you, again, focus on your routine and give the little ones time to wind down, it helps them to all sleep better. And also, if they know that you're always going to respond when they're struggling sleep for them is seamless so as I was saying we would have our daily routine we'd start off the day having breakfast then we'd have circle time then we'd go in the garden then we'd do our activities and yada 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 but what would always happen is is because we knew sleep was coming after lunch we would start preparing them and start winding them down from 
during lunch. Now, obviously, you can imagine, like, lunchtime would take a good 30, 45 minutes. But it was just about bringing their energy levels up and then bringing them down again slowly. And again, doing everything in the same order. So, for example, we would go out in the morning after circle time where they'd get the opportunity to run around and go bananas in the garden. And if they couldn't, they'd go upstairs in the sensory room. Then after that they'd have their daily activities. Now, their daily activity would vary on a day-to-day basis, but again, we always did it in the same order. So even if the activity changed, they knew that after this activity, it would be nappy changing and hand-washing time. And that wouldn't necessarily be a calmer activity because, as you can imagine, they'd have their toys that they could play with and they could run around in the room if they wanted to. But it was definitely a calmer activity than the activity that we all did together in a group, and it would be calmer than when they were out in the garden. So it would be all about bringing their energy levels up, getting them outside so that they could have fun, run around and expel all that excess energy, and then bringing their energy levels down slowly. I found that when we, after we had um, nappy changing and circle time and hand washing, we would then sit them down for lunch and I would always play some really calm music throughout lunch. It set the precedent for lunchtime because you'd have the odd fussy and they didn't want to eat, but it was always really calming music. So I would always play something classical. I have no idea what CDs I would play. I would just find a CD that had classical music. And if that didn't work, I'd stick on classic FM in the background and we would sit down with them and we would eat and we would talk and we'd We'd let them know verbally as well. After lunch, we're going to wash our hands, have nappy changes. We're going to have a little story and then we're going to go to sleep. So every day it was the same routine, but we would gently bring their energy levels down on the approach to nap time. Then after lunch, when everybody had finished eating, we'd washed hands and we'd clear up. I would then change the music from classical to something that was quite soporific so it would often be lullaby music or something very calm or I'd often play um, white noise or pink noise now a lot of my co-workers didn't like pink noise so I'd have to resort to lullaby music but what I did find is that when we changed the music because it was music that was always played at the same time at the time we expected them to sleep even for the ones who didn't want to sleep because they knew that the music was coming on and it was a cue and it was an indicator for them they would be much more relaxed and much more peaceful on top of that we would always be with them when they were going to sleep so they'd either be going in their cots or they'd be laying on mats on the floor and we'd be laying there with them we'd be getting down onto their energy levels with them and we would bring down our voice levels we'd make the room dark we speak in very calm and quiet voices because it's all about modeling the behavior that we wanted our toddlers to do we wanted them to sleep and if they didn't sleep we at least wanted them to rest and so we reflected that in our behavior So that was the other thing. Having a routine and winding your little ones down in the approach to bedtime doesn't necessarily have to be part of the bedtime routine, but bringing that energy level down slowly and calmly is really helpful. And lastly, what I noticed about working with babies and toddlers is that in an environment like a nursery, having an unfamiliar face can really throw them for a loop and here's what I mean here in the UK in the early years sector when you're working in private day nurseries you will often find that staff are usually really quite young on the whole you will tend to have the majority of staff being newly qualified you will get old hats like me every now and again but the majority of the time the staff would be quite young and staff turnover in day nurseries unfortunately is quite high and there would always be somebody who was off sick or off on annual leave or there'd be some reason why a member of staff would not be in and I would always used to say to my line manager if someone in my room is off sick 
I would much prefer you give me a member of staff from another room who these kids know and see every day, even though they're not in their room with them, than bringing in an agency member of staff. And at first, my line manager didn't get what I meant, so I showed her. Whenever we had a, an, a member of agency come in to help and support us in the baby room, the kids would always be really upset because it would just be an unfamiliar face, someone they don't know, someone who doesn't understand the ethos or how we run things. And, you know, with babies and toddlers, like I said, because there are so much changes going on for them on a day-to-day basis on a physical, intellectual, psychological, cognitive and even nutritional level, throwing in more unfamiliarity into the mix would just really throw them and make life really, really challenging, not only for them, but also for us, for us as staff. And when I actually demonstrated that to my line manager and I said to her, look what happened, she really got it. And I have to say, I'm so lucky that the manager that I worked for really understood what I was trying to do in the baby room. And she actually let me get have free reign and do whatever I wanted. And it resulted in a very happy and very calm baby room. So that is what I learn from working with 12 under twos routine is your best friend winding them down every day in the same way is super helpful even if they don't want to go to sleep they're much more inclined to rest if you help them to wind down over a longer period of time not just as part of their bedtime routine but in the way that your routine flows throughout the day and lastly unfamiliar faces can really throw them so try to keep things as routine as regular as you can Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to know more about me and what I do, then do feel free to go and check out my website and my blog at soundlysleeping.co.uk or you're very welcome to come and join my online Facebook community, my private Facebook group called the We Want Sleep Crew. All you need to do is type into your browser bit.ly forward slash we want sleep, all lowercase, and that will bring you to my group. Request to join, answer three lovely questions and we will let you in. Take care, talk soon.